0: What's up, guys? On today's episode, we have a special treat for you. We got to interview Sarah Wilson from The Budget Girl on our last summit, and we wanted to share the interview with you. It was a lot of fun talking to her about how to save money when there isn't any. So we thought it'd be a special interview to share with you. Check it out! The Reseller Hangout Podcast is all about helping you grow, scale, and thrive in your reselling business.
1: We're Rob and Melissa with Flea Market Flipper and have been in the resale biz for over 20 years. Not only do we buy and sell awesome items on a weekly basis, we also coach other resellers how to take their business to the next level. In this podcast, we are committed
0: to bringing you great guests who love to share their tips, tactics, that will help you level up in your current
1: reselling business. So let's go. What's up, guys? Today we are excited to have Sarah Wilson here, also known as Budget Girl, to join us for today. We are super, super excited to talk to her. Thank you so much for being with us, Sarah. I am so thrilled to be here. So let's
0: start out with, can you just give us a little bit of background, like how you're known as Budget Girl.
2: So how did you get started with that? And just give us a little bit about your story. So it's kind of like a tragic backstory thing. Not really. But uh, seven and a half-ish years ago, I got laid off from my job as a newspaper reporter in Mississippi. Um, Wasn't anything I did wrong, just they found someone they could pay less than me. So I was suddenly $33,000 in student loan debt that I hadn't been paying off because the government said I didn't make enough and jobless and therefore on unemployment. And I had this degree that was essentially worthless and I had no idea what I was going to do completely on my own, like no family to turn to or anything like that. And I swore to myself once I got a new job, I would figure this whole money thing out. I would never be this scared and like depressed and anxious about money again, because that kind of takes over your entire life when you're in that position. And so that's what I did. Once I found a job, I got on a budget, hence the moniker, and I started teaching myself personal finance and money management and Over the next three years, I paid off $33,000 worth of debt. I gained a couple new streams of income. I learned the basics the hard way. And now I am doing much better. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Awesome. And that is exactly, that is a lot of debt to pay off in a short amount of time. That is amazing. And that's exactly what a lot of people need this encouragement. They need to know your steps and how you actually did this. So we're very, very excited about this.
2: I should also mention that while I was paying off the 33 K in debt, I was making $1,600 a month or $24,000 a year pre-tax as a newspaper reporter. So I was low income, near poverty line income. Wow. Wow. So you definitely
0: had to figure out a budget. (laughs) So what were some of the struggles that you went through then? And then what, like, how would you help somebody who might be in that position now?
2: Absolutely. So like so many people who are kind of thrust out into the real world after high school or college, I had no real financial education. My parents didn't teach me, which is just what it is, Uh, and the school system didn't teach me. So when I was in college, I took out student loans to pay for school and also to pay for like my dorm expenses and my sorority expenses and eating Taco Bell and clothes. And I didn't really realize what the reality of life was going to be once I graduated and that I had picked journalism, which was not doing that well in 2010 or now. (laughs) Uh, So I wasn't going to be making the type of salary that I could very easily pay off. I wasn't a doctor or a lawyer or something that would have a higher end salary to potentially pay off all those loans. Um, So I started from the very basics. I started reading all the personal finance books I could. And a lot of those kind of deal with higher budget problems. If we're being honest, um, I had to start with the absolute basics of understanding where my current money was going and where I could stop those drips. So eating out had to go pretty much entirely. And I had no idea how much I was eating out until I actually sat down and saw how much I was eating out. So the very first step I tell every single person is to start writing down all of your spending. Like if you can't get your mind around a budget yet, that's okay, but write down all of your spending. And just by writing it down or knowing that you have to write it down, you're gonna spend less, so congratulations. Uh, (laughs) And then starting to figure out things like meal planning because we make terrible decisions we're hungry. And I used to just go to work for the week, bright eyed and bushy tailed and not thinking I was going to get hungry that week. Suddenly I'm, you know, at 2 PM on a day and I don't have any food. And I, what's the only option at that point? Taco Bell again, it's an adversary of mine. <laughs> uh, so we start tapping those leaks that we see. The easiest ones are usually food. We all spend more money on food than we need to, or we have to, and that's a really good place to start. And then especially if you're very low income, it's very easy to find where the rest of your money is going. You might have to start negotiating some bills or transfer to like a lower cell phone plan. I negotiated my car insurance like every six months and every single time it went down. (laughs) Anytime someone tried to charge me more, I called in, renegotiated, got it down. It became a hobby for me. And so many of the things, it just kind of felt like A game and that I was leveling myself up and every single month, my budget did a little bit better. And it doesn't matter if I made a win every single day, but every single month I was getting better with my money and I was developing these money habits that saved me money that I was then able to use to pull myself out of that situation.
1: I love it. I love it. And three key (laughs) takeaways from what you just said that everybody needs to have the notes for is definitely writing stuff down. You got to take those notes and figure out where that money's going. Uh, the second one is focus. You guys, you you have to plan it. I should say planning, plan ahead. Like Sarah said, you're gonna get hungry in the middle of the day if you're just going with no plan into the day, you're gonna go and spend that money. Great, great advice. And I forgot the third. Meal, one.
0: Well, there's a I wrote down a couple. Okay, well <laughs> ones. Uh, I love the, the meal planning was because uh, you're a trainer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, is it's a really it's a good one. And I remember going through uh, Taco Bell was big in college because it's so and in high school because it's, so <laughs> it's so cheap, it's so cheap. So good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I remember going and through our that. stomachs could handle it then.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then
0: Right. Um, start yeah, writing down your spending. And I love like the negotiating bills.
2: That was the third one. That, yeah, thank you. Negotiating Sorry. Negotiating the bills is pretty cool. It's huge. And you only have to do it once. So yeah. like I drag being on the phone with people, especially like customer service people. But that is a thing where if you can like muster up the courage once, like once a year and call your cell phone company, your blah, 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 your internet company, anything like that, you can save money every single month without nearly as much effort as the other things. Uh, wow. So, I would make a list and just see, like, who could I bother today?
1: And, you might need to do that too. Well, a <laughs> I lot of like people were new to do that. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people don't think that's possible. That's like us when we do negotiation because we're resellers. We don't go out and pay the price that somebody's asking. We always ask them to go lower. If it's worth and that price, they don't go lower, then we pay the price. But at the same time, you cannot get it lower if you do not ask. So, that's. Yeah. Wh- that's it. That's one of those things that that is great, great advice. Negotiate some of these things, guys. That can get your your uh, cost down, cost of living down. Um, and it's a, a great thing that they do negotiate. Sarah's sitting here telling us they will do it. You just have to do it, and I you don't have to it all the time, but I just do run. it for sure. <laughs>
0: so you said talk, you know, money habits and getting better at each month. Um, what if somebody's like thinking, okay, these are all great things to do. Where do, what's the first thing I start with? Like, I don't like, it's overwhelmed to think that I need to do all these things at one time. Um, where should I start? Or is it different for everybody?
2: It might be different for everyone, but I think food is probably, I, I think there are statistics behind it. Like we all spend a lot of money on food. And right now prices are rising to now would be an excellent time to kind of figure out how much things cost in your area. The cheapest grocery store, that t- type of thing was something where I would br- moved to a brand new state. I didn't know anyone there. I didn't know. I'd never been to a save a lot before. I used to go to the salvage grocery store and there are deals to be had there, my friends. And mm-hmm. I would kind of, just shop based off of where I could get the best deals. I would make a meal plan. I would search budget recipes on things like budgetbites.com. I love that website. I didn't really know how to cook. I started doing little changes. Like I used to buy the boneless skinless chicken. I started buying the whole breast, sticking in the crock pot, and then the bones just fall right off. Though I was always terrified of biting into a bone. But I would find little things like that where it wasn't a lot of time sink, but it could save me a dollar a pound which, and if I bought things on sale, I could then freeze some, I could just kind of make a meal plan based around what was the cheapest thing that I could get at the time. And it was just, it really solved my food budget problems. I know we're talking a lot about food, but there's, yeah. it's a huge wealth yeah. of potential savings there. In yeah. Food. Yeah. We, we did everything that you can kind of go without. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Like, we definitely find ourselves eating out more than a lot we and, and,
1: and spending like, a lot more money. But I even relate that back to you like to what you're saying is shopping. I mean, we have an Aldi and I don't know if they're all over the country or what, but we have an Aldi and Melissa knows the difference. If she goes and shops at Aldi, it might be the difference between- $100 spending,
0: more. Exactly. Less if I'm going to Publix. Publix. <laughs> so.
1: Between going to a grocery store that is a lot cheaper and still great, great products. They have great fresh products. Um, and then going to a Publix, more like a name brand store, um, that it's going to cost a lot more money. So she knows that. And if you prepare ahead and you plan on doing that, that will help you out. And that saves us like $100 every time she grocery shops. So it's really, really big. uh, I can go to
2: Target for like two grocery things, or I could buy an entire week's worth of food at all.
0: Exactly. It's crazy how much food can. can change.
1: So, so get control of that food guys. That, <laughs> that's where we can start. I know Melissa and I eat out way, way too much. And yeah. we, it, once we start looking at it, it's like, Oh my goodness, you're like okay, this yeah. is where the money's going. At the end of the month, you look at that and you're like, <laughs> I spent
2: 300 <laughs> dollars on eating out this month. What right. the hell? What and the- you're like, where could, once you start thinking about where that money could have gone. And I was the exact same way at the very beginning of my journey. I didn't realize how much I was Eating out or going to the grocery store for like one meal's worth of food, buying a bunch of random things, coming home and not having anything I wanted to eat. It was, yeah, going to like meal planning once a week, grocery purchasing, all of those. It simplified my life too, which gave me mental room to do other things. Cause like you said, like we were talking about, um, 2 p.m. on like a work day, you don't have any food around. It, I feel a little bit like, you know, the guy with the, who wears the same shirt every day, but if I already have my food prepped and planned and ready, I can focus on other things. For sure. um, so what tools have you found that
0: helped do, were there different tools that you used then that you use now, or like, have you found some that you've liked to
2: use th- during your whole time of learning to do so be better with your money? My, my number one tool is my budget. <laughs> and I use a Google sheets budget that I can check on my phone at any time. You know, I can log things in as I purchase them. Um, I'm also a big proponent of use whatever budget works for you in your brain. So if an app like YNAB works for you, use the hell out of it. If a pen and paper setup works for you, use that, but have something that you can mentally not dread putting in your numbers every day, week or a month, however you wanna do it. I wouldn't advise month for starters. I used to do it every single day. It kept me on top of it and not blowing any budget. But yeah, uh, that was a big tool for a while. I used a shopping app that helped you like price compare things for price matches, but that doesn't really work at Walmart anymore. I used to be able to price match an Aldi an hour and a half away to a Walmart where I lived and that was awesome.
1: That's nice. Cool.
2: <laughs> and then they would, they would give you that price, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah wow. it was, I lived in like the tiniest town that only had one grocery store, but the the main tool is the budget and using the wealth that is the internet to figure out ways to do things better yeah. and it sounds hard and intimidating but if you just focus on one little thing at a time and improving one process or cutting down costs on one thing you'll build those habits and it'll become easier yeah. so i, I still use a lot of the things that i'm talking about now we meal plan for the week i have a little list of meals that we already have the stuff for that's like easy meals so in case we do come home and we're exhausted and we are real tempted to like order in some takeout we can be like oh we can do grilled cheese tomato soup or this or this other thing that's in there in the freezer i've got a big sack of already marinated chicken in bags in the freezer ready to just pull out and go and it's those simple things that once you get used to them it makes life so much easier and then you can focus on other things and be less stressed i don't want people to be so stressed about money yeah
1: for sure. And one of the things that you did say is it's not going to be easy to do it in the beginning, but once you build those habits, it gets so much easier and then you're going to absolutely love it in the future. Once you build that habit and you're able to save money on that right there. So that's very, yeah, that's very reassuring.
0: Um, I had one question, but before we do that, I, I wanted to also, um, talk about the spreadsheet versus, uh, writing them down versus a, an app. Because a lot of people think, oh, there's so many different awesome apps out there. And they can, be. if it works for you, that's great. But I've tried to use YNAB like three times and I can't, cannot get it. So, my, and a spreadsheet works for me, and, or just pen and paper work for me. And I'm like, that's fine. So I can, I can deal with that. Like, that works for me. Like, I'm so not sure. What works gonna, for you? I'm do not with
2: all the fancy things, I guess. I need space for like notes. Mm-hmm. Something's gonna happen that I wanna write a note to my future self about when I
0: come <laughs> you... back and be like, what did I do? <laughs> Okay, so you're writing out your budget. You said you started doing it daily in the beginning, right? You were doing it on a daily basis. Do you recommend what, like kind of looking at what you've spent the previous month and kind of guide off that and then kind of write your budget
2: on that? Kind of a, a spending recompense, if you yeah. will. Um, yes, I if you have the mental energy to do that, pull all of your like if you're always using a debit card or a credit card or something like that, and you pull all of your statements for like the last month and then. Um, highlight out into the categories so you can actually see what you're spending, that can stop some budget shock because when we go to make our first budget, we're like, we only need $200 for groceries this month, right? Um, Whereas if you did the spending analysis, you go through and we spent $600 on groceries last month, it gives you a much truer starting point. But I also understand that that is just mentally impossible for some people. So if you want to start today, start today. And then make those adjustments as you go. Mm. So you don't start at that $200 grocery budget. Or if you started the $200 grocery budget for this month and you spent $410, the next month, try for $350. Like yeah. make it attainable so that you don't just throw it down, walk away and say, I'll never be good at this. Because you can be good at this.
1: Yeah. That's a great point yeah. for sure. So, and realistically, you're not going to, you, you screwed up the first month and then you either throw it down or you're like, all right, I'm going to go down 200 if you can't realistically do it and make those small changes, yeah, that's going to be pretty sweet for sure.
2: budgeting you have to be very kind to yourself when budgeting, especially when starting the first few budgets are not going to work super well. You have to keep adjusting. And over time, over those three years that I was paying off debt, I got my grocery budget down by two thirds, and I got my personal spending down by like a hundred (laughs) percent. And it, uh, it helps, it changes. And you can just keep kind of working a little bit at a time. And those baby steps that you can take towards being better with money are just going to feel so rewarding. And it's going to reward you versus having a budget that is completely for a different set of human beings and then <laughs> trying to follow that, right, that <laughs> being mad at yourself. Yeah. It's uh, I, I had a lot of kind of Self flagellation at the beginning with budgeting. And I don't want people to do that. It's there are better ways to get yourself under control and get your spending where you want it to be. So then instead of beating yourself up over not being able to
0: hit your goals and you're making more realistic goals and then you small wins and then you keep going. Exactly. That's awesome. I keep doing the math in my head about you paying off $33,000 in three years. So on $24,000 a year. So I'm like, that you spent, uh, you paid off about $11,000 a year on $24,000 a year. That like, that you have to be pretty frugal and
2: make sure you know where every dollar is going. So yeah, I and, did. The last year I'd gotten a new job where I made closer to 30, but it was still like a <laughs> at, at those numbers, it's pretty marginal if we're being yeah. honest. It doesn't seem like you know, six grand would be marginal, but you know, you move to a brand new area, cost of living's a little different. You kind of have to start over with some of the stuff. It uh, but it it worked. I did it. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And that's really, really cool to think about that too. It, Cause you have the habits you have um, it's built and then you get that stuff paid off and that's what can lead you into the next chapter. Cause you're able to live on that type of income. Um, and then you're making that much more money once the bills are paid off to throw it at something else, investing in other stuff. So that's really exciting. That's yeah. cool.
0: So that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Um, Next was now that you've created those habits um, you have extra money. Cause you're still probably have those same habits. And now what are you doing with that extra money? And you do some pretty fun things.
2: Yeah. So I was very used to living on a very small amount of money. And once I paid off my debt, I kind of just rolled that into a big emergency fund and I started investing. And then I started saving for kind of whatever I wanted to do next with money, because I mean, I loosened the reins a little bit. I have a bigger personal budget. I have a bigger grocery budget now, but it's, you do it for several years and that's just what you live off of. And I don't feel restricted at all. So I started saving up for, I, w- I wasn't super interested in just purchasing a house for myself. I became very interested in multifamily properties and like owning real estate as a investment and as a way to make more money in a different stream of income. So I bought a duplex, which I'm in right now, which I am house hacking. So I rent out <laughs> one side and I live in the other and I make $150 a month over my mortgage. Wow. I love it. And That's have awesome. no housing costs. Wow. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, Which is amazing. And I would love to be able to do that again. And I also recently converted a vintage holiday Rambler travel trailer into an Airbnb camper stay. So that's been really, really fun and such a creative outlet for me. I was able to take this thing that was unlivable and turn it into a really, really cute Texas themed stay. And I've had people stay in it and pay me money to stay in it. (laughs) And like, they like it. (laughs) And and I also have like this spare house now that I could, I can make money with, but it was only $15,000 to do it, which is a lot of money, especially to like pass Sarah. But now I was able to cash flow that. And that was really cool. So I'm, I'm very much into the real estate stuff now. And uh, I do, I do invest, but I don't necessarily find that as interesting. So you're doing the long-term and short-term rentals, which is pretty cool. Do you have like, do you like one more than the other? They're just different and you like them. It's, it's more passive versus active. So the long-term rental is completely passive. Like she just lives there and pays me Uh, every once in a great, great while she might like have a maintenance request and that that it's amazing (laughs) it's crazy that that pays my mortgage um the short-term rental is a lot more active especially since it's only been up for a couple of months i'm just now i have someone who checked in today and when they check out i have a cleaner who's going to do a trial clean for me because i've been cleaning it myself and that takes a lot more time uh so i'm trying to make that into a slightly more passive income stream but it's been so much fun i love it i really really do
0: I follow your uh, Instagram for your, uh, the the camper. I think it's so cool. So it turned out
2: Thank so you. cute. The um, wagon.
0: <laughs> I love it. Um, so do you want to have
2: more, is that what your plan is to grow your portfolio of real estate? I would, I would love to get some land this year, move the ag wagon to it, have it set up permanently there. And then also build out some other, kind of unique stays. So I would love like a geodesic dome or a schoolie or a, maybe not a yurt, but like other little kind of lower cost entry uh types of homes that I can make really cool and be a unique place to stay. Um so That's that cool. just like hits all of my buttons. Like this is cheap, this is cute, this is fun,
1: like all of them. That's awesome. <laughs> that's so that's exciting. Fun. Yeah. And it gets you going. You enjoy yeah. it, though. So that's what you're able to do. So that's really, really cool. And then you have more freedom. Like when you're kind of in your
0: spot now, like you can, because this is a fun extra way to make some more money. So you can kind of find yep. those things that you enjoy. It
2: is. And now that I don't have debt anymore, it's much lower risk. So I save and invest 40% of my current income. I, I have seven or eight streams of income now that I started building up when I was in debt. Um, which I think is very important to talk about. Like you guys do the reselling, which is so cool. I did a little bit of reselling while I was in debt. I did not enjoy it. It stressed <laughs> me out. Um, but I love watching you guys do it. And I do remember the thrill of like buying something at a yard sale and then being able to sell it for like five times as much because they didn't know what they had and like you find the yeah. perfect buyer. And that's that's such a thrill. And I love watching you guys do that. But I. Uh, I had other side hustles that I was building which is what made that paying off 11 grand a year possible uh, that I enjoyed a little bit more like I like secret yeah. shopping I did a little bit of like dog training and sitting um all all kinds of, of stuff like that it was really really fun to cultivate I essentially made saving and making money my only hobby which huh? sounds depressing now that I'm <laughs> hearing it aloud but it's a it's a game. It's a challenge, and I could see every month how much I was able to make. I I did a stint doing pizza delivery, which was not nearly as lucrative as I thought. Um, no one tipped. Hungry? How are you, delivery driver at three a.m. Nobody.
0: Wow. <laughs> that stinks. That not good.
2: That's no. not good at all. <laughs> I, I wasn't raised to do a lot of things, but if you drive something to my house, you get $5, um, <laughs> which, is, which is now like not even that great a tip, but that's what I learned. Like if, if you're too lazy to go out and get it, you have to pay the person at least $5 <laughs> <Yeah>. for sure. <laughs> now and, they're asking for tips when you go get food from somewhere that they're not even serving. Hey! <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Uh, so I do tip the, the pickup place at my local sushi. Cause the girl that runs the pickup, like that's her entire yeah. job. She's just doing that. But yeah, it's, it's tough to to rationalize just like the picking up of food and having to tip on that now too. Yeah. right? I'm like, mm, I don't know how much you didn't really yeah. service, yeah. but yeah.
0: <laughs> that's a, that's a tough one. So, um, and you started sharing your journey with other
2: people on YouTube, right? Was the first place you started? Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, it was right at the beginning when I moved to Hammond, Louisiana, right after that layoff period. And I really, I didn't know anyone in the state. I didn't want to annoy my friends to the point where they wouldn't talk to me anymore. And I knew that if I was going to, uh, really change my entire financial life and want to focus on paying off debt and figuring out ways to do that, I was going to need to talk about it to somebody. So at the time there were like three financial YouTubers, it was his and her money, uh, Lydia sin and a channel called debt is dumb. That isn't around anymore, but I, and all of them were like couples or people with dual incomes and. Kids and I just didn't really relate. So I set up my phone on a stack of books and took off my glasses. So I was cross eyed the whole time and <laughs> started talking about money. And very slowly, people started kind of encouraging me, or and this was actually even more fuel. They were telling me I couldn't do it. So I started putting my actual budget online every single month and being like, this is how much I made. This is how much I spent. Here's where it went. I am doing it. And it was kind of like a yeah. Doubt me. Then watch me moment. That's
1: awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah. feel, that is that's That's awesome.
1: Heck yeah. So,
2: um, any last parting words before we finish up? Um, you are in the right place. If you're watching this, get some ideas. If everything doesn't apply to you, that's fine. If you can get one little nugget out of this, that you can implement and improve your finances, that's huge progress. Keep going.
1: That is awesome. Great advice. Sarah, thank you for jumping on and doing this. We know everybody is going to absolutely love this and uh, get some great nuggets from you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: It was my absolute pleasure. Bye. We want to thank you so
0: much for spending your valuable time with us. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a five-star review and share this episode with your friends. We are so incredibly grateful to be on this flipping journey with you.
1: We'll catch you on the flip side.